Carlos, I need this job. If the principal comes back and sees I'm gone, I'm gonna get fired. I know, but you gotta see this. Marco, why today? I'm so getting fired. Welcome back to A Star Contrast, where we discuss the differences and similarities from Marvel Comics to their MCU counterparts. And we are your hosts, Jeffrey. And I. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. Howdy. Hello, Di. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so much news today. I know. God. So this episode went from like pretty packed to like tremendously packed to yeah, intensely yeah, yeah. packed very quickly yeah um but first and foremost congrats the the major strikes are over it's over <laughs> like like congratulations to everybody because that was truly a journey and they're still Dude, kind grueling. of fighting yeah so grueling they're still working on the video games aspect i believe but it's not as in, nearly as intense yeah. as the writer and actor strike yes. but as you can see, that immediately cartwheeled and domino affected into like everything. It's, it's so now. much better. Yeah, it's 100% better. Things are, quote unquote, back to normal. Um, at least we're, it's nice and dandy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody's just figuring out schedules yeah. now. They're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's get to work. <laughs> exactly. And so, of course, you know, like there, there, there's so many things to talk about, but we only have so much room. But I'm sure in the coming weeks, we'll have even more details. But... Uh, first on the docket, I have Pedro Pascal <laughs> as has is basically at the finish line of of signing uh, for the role of Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic in the Fantastic Four. You didn't have that in your cards, huh? I sure as hell I don't think did not. Did. No, I never thought about it. I knew I've like, and I think we've talked about this before, where it was kind of like, oh, who would Pedro be? And I was like, oh, I don't know, actually, never really thought about it too deeply and then it's kind of like oh right every every major star wars person is gonna come into the mcu already if they've not already been there and he's a missing element because his boyfriend oscar isaac (laughs) (laughs) has been like teasing him about like oh when are you gonna come be on this side and so it seems like he finally that's so funny it's like when are you gonna be on this side it's like the most important freaking character in all of you That's also true. He's essentially, I think we could expect Reed Richards to be the new Tony Stark in a lot of ways. You know, people were always saying, oh, it's Doctor Strange. And it's like, well, not necessarily. You know, we need the genius, like, sort of brain. And Reed Richards in the comics is the most intelligent man in existence, more or less. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it is a very important role. And so does he. Pedro Pascal in it, I, it, like, again, like, it's definitely not expected, not somebody I would have immediately suggested, and vice versa, I wouldn't have suggested the role for him, but can I see it? Sure. I'm totally open-minded, I'm down. You never know. And I was in the middle of talking to somebody, and the thought of Pedro Pascal, like, stretching came into my head, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know, because, <laughs> like, when Yo and Gruffa did it. In the first Fantastic Four films. Yeah. It was jarring, but it like fit him because he is kind of cartoony, like the comic book version Like was. the way like his, his features, face is structured yeah, and yeah. Exactly. It fit very organically in a weird way. But to now see the Mandalorian and Joel 
like Miller stretching in a blue spandex suit is. I wonder be if <laughs> I wonder if like let's say he does get it. You know, it feels yeah. like it's pretty much. It's quote unquote confirmed. Yeah. Like, does he have to go on the, does he have to do the MCU diet, like workout type stuff? Maybe. I mean, cause if you have, yeah. I mean, if you have like Johnny Storm on your team too, it's like, Maybe. you gotta just. Yeah. Maybe a little svelte. Maybe a little bit. I mean, they, they could be deviating. So Joel's going to be buff as hell in I season mean, two. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course, you know, speaking of season two, what if. The trailer for season two just dropped as well as the official poster, and it arrives nine days in a row starting December 22nd. It's like a nice little, like, 12 days of Christmas. Yeah, except nine days. Nine days. And just before Christmas. <laughs> starts is, right before Christmas, but before the new year right, starts. Right, exactly right. Yeah. So, so that'll be interesting. A trailer looked great. A lot of characters that uh, did not expect to see... Uh, in the fray, like Bucky is like Winter Soldier. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the Supreme Intelligence is there. Yes. And then a new character that they have just created for the series is in there. There are some rumors about the Phoenix in there. Like it's a mishmash of characters. Very exciting. Um, and then before that, they dropped the Echo trailer, which is officially oh arriving. Oh my God, I almost forgot about the Echo trailer. Yeah, in series full, dropping um, January 10th. Uh, it's funny because everybody was hating on it for a second. Oh, why they need an Echo series? And then the trailer drops and everyone's like, I'm down. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, and it's because I, and I, I was speaking with a coworker about this. Like, it feels like. Feels dark. It's so much darker than anybody anticipated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, not that Echo herself was like happy go lucky in Hawkeye. Like, no, she was, but she was raised by, but she was raised by Kingpin. Yeah. So. The fact that they're taking a darker tone with the show, and she's not a hero; it is a villain show, essentially. Um, it's going to be interesting, and we already got a glimpse of Daredevil. And in you know, the, hey, and the then, teaser. So. And then we have Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox put yeah. reuniting again Can't on wait. screen. Yeah, super stoked. Yeah, and then uh, that brings us to the third trailer. Gee, oh my, this all came out in, this, in like a week and a half? In a week and a half. Yes, yeah, oh see, gosh. that's how you know the strike's over. Madame Webb finally hit. <laughs> Madame Webb. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ah, Sony. So, Sony dropped their trailer for Madame Webb arriving Valentine's Day 2024, oh, wow. February 14th. Happy birthday to me, I guess, and Sam. <laughs> Sam first, and then no, I, I'm the week after, right? Sam's is 22nd. Oh, is she 22nd? Yeah, yeah. Why did I always think it was the 14th? Well, happy birthdays to his Fair. birth, I guess. We're getting a freaking Madam Web movie. and She um, won't be watching it, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's... They showed the entire film in the trailer. First and oh, foremost. was it? Oh, my gosh. Did <laughs> you see it? it? I mean, I watched it, but like oh, yeah. because I'm not familiar with the entire like yeah. story of sure. Madam Web and what she does. Yeah. And, you know, but, oh, it's a huge storyline. And so they've pretty much tried to compress decades worth into this film. But also like the fact that they they showed the payoff. They showed them in their spider versions. Oh, they did. I would have never for a first look like. Sure. I, no way. Like never would. I mean, you got you got to you got to you got to sell. They had to sell. You got to so sell hard. the movie. Yeah. Amen. And so um, this is coming from me as a guy. <laughs> Cindy Sweeney <laughs> in a spider 
settle down. <laughs> no, but well, I love Sydney Sweeney just in general. Like yeah, the yeah, one, yeah. she's beautiful, and then yeah. you know, two, she obviously kills it in Euphoria, Euphoria which I've watched because of my girlfriend. And I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> she's a uh, yeah. she's crazy in that in that yeah. series. So yeah, <laughs> it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. And so they're not introducing only one spider with um, Ezekiel, but. Three, three additional spiders and spider women which is definitely a first and so uh none of the ones that we anticipated are are well i'll take that back anya she's gonna be mm-hmm. one of them but uh the other two i did not anticipate so sydney will be portraying julia carpenter who is the first spider woman yeah and uh there was first people were like oh is it jessica drew which mm. is the one that Issa ray plays in yeah, across yeah, the yeah, Spider-Verse. Yeah. So it's well, same but different. Hard to explain. Um, <laughs> she's not that one. She's Julie Carpenter. And then um, I don't know the actress's name by heart yet. But yeah, the other one is Anya. And then the final one is Maddie Franklin. And mm-hmm. I thought she, I thought there was a small chance she might have been Spider-Bitch, <laughs> who is known as Ashley Barton, who is like oh, Clint wow. Barton's daughter. From yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought it was her at first. I was like, what? And then it ended up being Maddie Franklin. And I was like, oh, okay. It's a different character again. Um, but it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. Um, they looked great. But the story, I that's the part that I'm going to be. Okay. And then first look at Mr. Ben Parker. I know, Adam so Scott. So that's Tom Holland's uncle. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And then whether or not one of the infamous spiders will be in that film is another question i wonder too. yeah like i wonder like what sony's trying to pull here you know right because it could be a completely different universe for all we know there may not be a spider-man in that universe yeah because i was like why is there there's three there's three <laughs> spider women so is there and so this <sighs> is they all have spider powers yeah they all have spider powers <sighs> or they should they probably do because the trailer says over a lot. What, what, what are the chances they do the spider-man meme <laughs> I know, Four right? Of them. Oh, there's so many evidence that could go down. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Definitely. It, yeah. Yeah. It'll be an interesting watch. Yeah. It's like three months away. Less than three months away. Oh, actually. gosh. Yeah. Crazy times. And then speaking of crazy times, uh, the Loki season two finale also just happened last week mm. ahead of the Marvels. So both Loki and the Marvels were going to save for our next episode. So definitely tune into that. Woo! And then some sadder news, or is it both Taika Waititi? Yeah, depending on who you ask, Taika Waititi and Jeff Loveness are out uh, of their respective films for the MCU moving forward. So it's again. I like to. I'd like to think it's just because scheduling yeah. and other projects. Yeah, I agree. For you know, sure. like I said, the, the strikes really like messed like everything up, the timing up. Yeah. Um. So maybe it's kind of like okay, well, I'll mm-hmm. just you know, I'll. You got to make sacrifices. So like, oh, I won't do this. So it is what it is. It happens. So yeah, that's, that's happening. Um, guess we'll find out more about that, uh, in the coming months, uh, as, as the phase, what, five mm-hmm. <laughs> goes about as well as the, the reformation of phase six. But the films, as we know them right now are being released as such, at least MCU proper mm-hmm. Deadpool three will be the first and only film of, uh, 2024 released in July 26th. Nice. Captain America four is still shooting for February 14th, 2025. Okay. Uh, and I think you mentioned that they, yeah, had I think tested they're going to, I think they're going to go through some reshoots. Yeah. 
So we'll see how that. Yeah, goes. we'll see. I mean, look, I when I I remember. Oh, you you you'll read down the 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 list of the dates first, and then we can. Then I'll say yeah. what I how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Fantastic Four, May second, twenty twenty five, with Thunderbolts, July twenty five, twenty twenty five. So they're going to be hitting up. Is Comic-Con that four movies in a year? That is four movies in a year with the Rival okay. Blade in November on November seventh, twenty twenty five. So we went from one <laughs> to five to four. And that's not including the shows that may come in, out in between. And I believe Daredevil is slated for for uh, January 2025. So, hmm. <laughs> Wait, which one was January 2025? I believe Daredevil is going to oh, be the start. series. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so the series is going to start in January I think I, I think in our last episode when we went on that 20-minute rant, was it like a 20-minute? <laughs> yeah. We're just talking about... <laughs> Uh, MCU fatigue and yeah. like the way that these re- things releases we're talking about how the strike affects it sure so this is a, a direct result of that yeah I think when I saw that Deadpool was the only MCU movie in 2024 mm-hmm. I was like I was like okay good like yeah that means it's like not no so one's fast. gonna they're not they're not gonna like <laughs> put all these movies all up in your content in your face yeah so it'll be good yeah I, I was telling Di I was like I think Deadpool 3 might be like a soft reset for yeah. the MCU. Let, let people like take a step back, catch up. Yeah. Um, establish where the current state is. Yep. But then I, as you read the dates, it, it was, and then it was four movies in 22. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> that just totally defeated like just my. Just kidding. Like, <laughs> defeated my yeah. statement. Yeah. But as long as it's good. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you know, not to backtrack too hard, but like, you know, with the Taika Waititi and Jeff Loveness like news, um, they also revealed that uh, Destin Daniel Cretton will will no longer be yeah, yeah. at the helm for Avengers uh, King Dynasty. Dynasty, but will instead now be focusing on Shang-Chi 2 as well as the Wonder Man, yeah. which I believe is going to be a feature at. It's like one of those. It's going to be like spe- Werewolf by Knife. Yeah, special presentation. Which is great. So, so those have yet to be slated as well so oh dear it could get a little packed but or they might be able to move one up like i could see captain america moving up to december 2024 but depending how it who goes knows? Yeah. yeah depending on how it goes because usually we'll yeah like <laughs> these movies take at least they should take yeah at least minimum year and a yeah. half and, and so, make. yeah, exactly. And so uh, to further embellish on that, the Disney Plus shows that are still pending release dates, but have been shot or in pre-production in some sorts are Agatha, right. Ironheart, um, Daredevil to be confirmed, confirmed. And then, of course, X-Men 97, which I believe is arriving uh, January 2024. So, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see where they all land, but uh, it, it's it seems like a pretty packed schedule. <laughs> hopefully, Very they'll packed. actually, yeah. Hopefully, it actually uh, feel a bit more organic than it, it has uh, in the last few years. But we shall see. And so, uh, before we get into it for this episode, I just wanted to mention last that uh, we have new podcast exclusives for our Patreon supporters. Woo! So it's the final final swag for the year, and I have a couple of them here for you, Jeff. Yeah. Um, we have two new 
decals slash stickers, uh, one featuring Jeff and I as our chibi version. Our faces. <laughs> With our, our alter ego uh, uniforms on, costumes on. And then a 2024 logo uh, decal. And then also coming soon is a lanyard yeah with a card holder so that's gonna be great Ooh, so a card holder it comes with a little thingy oh yeah thank god <laughs> do you need that dude i tried to think practical <laughs> dude i keep my, my work my work key card sure. and my work id yeah i just hold it oh i don't have a i don't you don't have a thing i don't have a do i don't know? have like a what is it what is it called the clip, oh yeah the clip the thingy clip thingy yeah yeah i don't have that uh, you're gonna have one now, so, buddy. Thank God. <laughs> Got you covered. So, if uh, you want to support the show financially, uh, <laughs> that that will be great. First yeah, if you want to give us a million dollars, please. <laughs> yeah, be just awesome. go right, um, go right to it. But you can start humble, and as for Patreon, pay. Patrons uh, contributing three dollars or more uh, monthly, you will get these last-minute merchandise item exclusive goodness bonuses, um, and we have a limited amount of them. Uh, apart from the people who are already getting them, getting them. So, if you're interested, please check out our Patreon link in the show notes. But that said. Uh, we're not experts. We don't claim to be. We're just a couple of nerds nerding out. And today, dear listeners, we're changing it up a little bit. And we're going to nerd out all about Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Oh, yeah. Game of the year. Game of the year. It's Maybe. probably going to we'll happen. See. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, yeah what yeah. was it? It's, it's, in, it's in some good competition. Yeah. Zelda? Yeah. For game of the year, it's Sp- Marvel's Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. Su- Super Mario Bros., uh, Legend of Zelda, Resident Evil 4. Oh, Resident Evil 4. Baldur's Gate 3 and Alan Wake 2. Alan the Wake. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So it's it's up there. And I've heard good things about a lot of these games yeah, this year. So pretty much. Oof. It's a little bit of everything for everybody. So we'll see if fan popularity takes over, if brand recognition takes over, or if straight up just Spider-Man takes it. It's dang good, but it is it is good. We're about to talk about it for a very long time, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we both enjoyed it. But first and foremost, so this is going to feel a lot like pretty familiar with our usual episode run, but we are going to hit some specific notes just in entirely because there are people who are listening to the show who don't play the games, who won't play this game either. But you should. But you should, and even so, if you have to <laughs> use a friend's PS Five. Yeah, there you go. It's worth it. Just bring ask just, them to bring that or ten steal pound it. baby. Whatever, screw it, steal it, <laughs> yeah, you know. it and then return it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2 itself is created by Insomniac Games, the ins- and the installment is a sequel to the 2018's Spider-Man, as well as 2020's Marvel Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. And so I, I was very curious of the breakdown of how these games have sold, because like this is something that we don't talk about on the show, or at least haven't until this moment. And so you always hear about game like how albums go platinum and such right and so there's a very similar system when it comes to video games and with with spider-man oh my gosh this this franchise is insane already it's only been out for five years insomniac does not miss yeah they have been really hitting it so 2018 this the first spider-man game sold 13.2 13.2 million units. I'm one of those units. I am one of those units as well. Uh, and then 2020's Miles Morales sold 6.5 million. I forgot and, that was released during the pandemic. Which is wild. Yeah, I think it was just like 
maybe three months in or so. I yeah. remember, yeah. Something like that. Something like that, yeah. So that was a perfect, t- perfectly timed game. And then, of course, the latest installment, uh, Spider-Man 2, has already hit 2.5 million and probably surpassed it by this episode. I would say it's probably at 3 million already. I would say. For a total of a whopping 33 million units sold for this franchise in five years. That's wild. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot of this sales. This is a 70... 70- Dollar game. It's a seventy dollar game. Thirty three million mm-hmm. times seventy. Oh my gosh! I don't know. Thirty three times seventy is two point how- one billion. That's a lot. Is that what it is? Maybe it is. is de- <laughs> it is definitely a lot. But this yeah. game, yeah, this game is incredibly fun. It's so fun. I have the. I always have the best time playing it. Um, the stories are always amazing. Yeah. Um. I'm sure my math was off just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I just to make what did you was, get? No, it, I did. did, did that. Yeah. The calculator is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, going back to sales, I was curious. And so I do have a couple of uh, pop quizzes for you, Jeff. How dare you? <laughs> it's been a minute. So do you as a gamer know what the, Highest selling video game of all time is. Oh my gosh. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the facial expressions I just got were just amazing. <laughs> it was a whole suite of them. <laughs> the highest? Highest selling. That's so. Wow. That is a really tough question because I love playing video games. Yeah. And there are just so. All time. I know. All time is. That's a. Now that's like a trick question. Because <laughs> I feel like someone could be like. Oh, Super Mario Brothers. That would be a worthwhile answer. Or I would say even Mortal Kombat. The yeah. first Mortal Kombat. Or I would also say, hey, maybe it's... Maybe it's... What if it's Pong, dude? Like, what if it's... Or what if it's Donkey Kong when he, you know, in like the 8-bit? Like, eight, eight yeah. like There's a ton of like games, right? That have cemented childhoods across exactly, the globe. Exactly. Right? Like... Worm, you don't, you don't know. Galactica, Galactica, Galaga, Galaga, <laughs> Pac-Man. Yeah. Like, fair, there's fair. a ton of them that could just be number one. But do you have an idea of I, like I, a definitive answer of what? I don't think one? it's anything in the last, I'll say, ten years. There's no way. Correct. I'll say that. Yeah. I feel like it's either an '80s or a '90s game, maybe an early 2000s. Mm, interesting. Now I'm just. Oh my gosh. Okay, there's Pong. <laughs> Tetris. I mean, hey, Tetris. Well, but I'm, now I'm, I keep dialing it back. So we're like, okay, well, what console was it? Doesn't matter. All time. I know, but like, there's a specific console that maybe like everyone just like, mm. you know, whether it's like the 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 Sega Genesis. That's a horrible example because that was not the most popular one. Yeah. But Sega Genesis, six, Nintendo sixty four. Well, the, that might be. Therein lies the, the answer. N, the N sixty four because it's a game that has spanned. All versions and also arcade cabinets. Okay. So it's not just one specific game. No. It's like if, like a a franchise of a game. It, it has been adapted across any known platform known to man. My gut is saying like Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> That's what my gut is so saying. I bet. I think it is on top five, but it is not the highest. The highest. Uh-huh. 
You did say, which is the wildest part to me, because you actually, for a kid that was born in your era, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm actually quite amazed and I'm, I'm more so uh, impressed. But highest selling video game of all time with 520 million units sold to date. It's a lot. It is basically the Michael Jackson thriller of video games. That's a lot. Is 1985's Tetris. Wow. So my deductions were pretty on point. Yep. It's either an 80s or a 90s yep. game. Solid. You just got it. Well done, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, well, I, I didn't, didn't get, get it, it but... but <laughs> My knowledge is insane. <laughs> you definitely get credit for even mentioning it. That's fantastic. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. The, the tagline of Spider-Man 2, be greater together. So the I wanted to read the official synopsis, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's really like trying to like pitch it to you. So it's like Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Miles Morales return for an exciting new adventure in the critically acclaimed Marvel Spider-Man franchise for PS5. Swing, jump, and utilize the new web wings to travel across Marvel's New York, quickly switching between Peter Parker and Miles Morales to experience different stories and epic new powers as the iconic villain Venom threatens to destroy their lives, their city, and the ones they love. Yes, take my money. <laughs> yeah. And so I'll say, you know, like, if you played the first game, was it the first game? And at the very end, it was Norman Osborn looking to this tank with Harry Osborn floating around in yeah. it. And the last, the last thing you saw was the black goo, yeah. which everyone knows is Venom, like, in the tank with him. Yeah. And I remember when I first played it and finished it, and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I am a purist and, and also... Oh, and Eddie Brock, you're just a straight out, yeah, yeah. Every, like, there's never been an iteration of Venom where Eddie Brock was not part of it. Mm. There's never been it. And this is the first time mm. that they broke that combo. And so... Oh, people were probably like... Oh, oh. yeah. Everyone was like, no, 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 no. What is this? Because that that changes the entire story, right? Or so we thought. And so, um, yeah, it, it was impressive to kind of like get the vibe that, oh, okay, well, this is what's going to happen now. Yeah. Okay, got it. And so, you know, we'll get into this when we get to Harry and, and, all, and furthermore, but... How did you, like, just just very surface level, before we get into all the nitty gritty, how did you feel going from the first game to Miles to this game? Yeah, so I'm a super casual, like, Spidey fan. So yeah. I know all the basics of it. So like sure. you said, yeah. uh, MJ, MJ, you know, the, the Gwen Stacy, the Eddie Brock, like those very surface level nuances. Yeah. So when I saw... When I did see that black goose stuff, I was like, like "Oh, Harry's gonna be Venom." It never, it never like clicked with me. I'm like, "Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah." I never, I never thought it'd be like. I was like, "Oh no, they, <laughs> they can't do that." Yeah, because I'm just like, "Oh well, yeah." That's I yeah. know that black goose is, is is a Venom thing. So I'm like, "Oh shoot, I've been hinting at Harry being Venom." Right. So I was like, "Ooh, okay." But then hearing like a pure side of it, you're kind of like, it's like, it's like, "Oh, no, oh, that's bad. That's bad." Like yeah. people don't always, don't, people don't like that. Yeah. Um. So. But I was, I think when I saw him in the green tank for the first time, I was like, I was like, all right, he's going to be the green goblin next game. Right, that's what we thought. And too. then I saw the yeah, br the us. black goo and I was like, all right, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of wild because uh, like you don't, it was also one of those things where you don't necessarily, I don't know if you get this vibe when you play video games, but it's not like they all like, they're not 
adding a stinger to lead into the next game, right? They don't do that. Like, yeah. like as a Tomb Raider player, for instance, or even Assassin's Creed, it's not like you end the game and they're like, here's a stinger that's going to like directly correlate with the next part of the game. It doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You know, Last of Us, sure, but not entirely. I actually, I actually did after the game released. Yeah. I did watch a couple of interviews with the game director Brian Intahar. Yeah, um, and he was talking about. I think the interviewers asked him about like, like oh, so we saw the end of Spider Man PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like the you know the, the black goo was in the tank of Harry, yeah. and then he had said he's like, yeah, that's what we wanted to do from the start. So crazy. we knew we knew Harry wa- so was we, we knew we wanted Harry to be Venom in the next game. Yeah. And that, that, but that was all they had. They just now it's like, okay, how yeah. do we get there? Yeah. So yeah, and so uh, it, it it was interesting that they not only made everybody wait <laughs> because you had to play through the Miles Morales stuff first, of course, but but also that it worked. <laughs> it worked. I, I th- yeah, I think it does. So yeah. I also, I hope I hope people know that it takes a very long time to make video yeah, games. I was like, wow, they really thought it through. But yeah, if they went from that. To like, we want to do it, but we don't know how. Yeah. They pulled it off. They pulled it off. And then on top of that, the PS, like the Spider-Man PS4, it came out only on PS4. Exactly. So if they were to do immediately a PS5 after that, it probably wouldn't have been as good because the PS5 had just come out in 2020. Yeah. So they didn't know what the capabilities were. So they experimented with those capabilities on Miles Morales Mm -hmm. and what they learned from Miles Morales. Now that team can bring on to... Um, Spider Man 2. Yeah. And then if they do get a chance to do Spider Man 3, which is going to take years, yeah. Um, maybe it is Green Goblin. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's sure. what it feels that's like. That's what it feels like, too. Yeah. What it feels. Um, so Just for heads up, the, first, the God of War PS4 that came out in 2018 as well. Yeah. I think. The, God of, the sequel to that, Ragnarok, yeah. didn't come out till 2022. Wow. So. Yeah. It's a good four years. Yeah. It's a while. It's <laughs> and it a- almost has like the same concept of like mm-hmm. open world type. So right. it's a lot. It takes a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now Wolverine's going to come out after this, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, before we get too deep into the weeds, um, introducing our Spider-Men, Peter Parker, voiced by Yuri Lowenthal uh, and face modeled by Ben Jordan, uh, who is the newer face that people may or may not have known this was not the original face for Peter Parker. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But Ben Jordan is the face that you see now that is quote unquote, kind of like Tom Holland, but not Tom Holland. I don't know if you see a picture of Ben Jordan, you see where they pulled him from for Peter, but he doesn't look like Tom Holland to me. So, um, that's just a personal, (laughs) personal opinion. But, uh, we also have Miles Morales portrayed by Najee Jeter, both in voice and face. So he provides both, uh, you know, sources of material for the character. Um, so yeah, we're going to go in an interesting order here. So what is your favorite suit for each Spider-Man? There are 71 suits total. 35 for Peter and 36 for Miles. And I did link it just in case you wanted a reference, but if you know... (laughs) <laughs> well, I am a huge fan, and because it wasn't in the first one, I'm a huge fan of the black webbed um, Tobey Maguire suit. Yeah, that's like yeah one of my favorite suits. Mm. So yeah. I have been using that. Did they not have that version? They didn't have that. They had the silver webbing. 
or was it even silver? I think they just had the regular Toby suit, yeah. but they didn't have the, the black suit. Interesting. So yeah, I've been using that a lot lately. Yeah. So that's funny because I, as a huge Andrew Garfield fan, <laughs> have been using the Spider-Man 2 one. I've been amazing I, Spider-Man 2 one. Yeah. I've been going back and forth a lot yeah. between the, <laughs> so good. The, but the Andrew Garfield ones. I digress. I think my overall favorite eh, tied for f- overall favorite is indeed the new red and blue Tom that one Holland looks so one. good too man and they haven't it hasn't even had screen time yet it's only had like a minute 15 seconds nah, yeah, not even of a on minute. screen time yeah and it looks so In good no Way Home. yeah it looks fan- it's classic it's classic it it, it looks that's like spider-man right there that is head to toe that is that is what spider-man suit looks like no so deviations good. yeah and oh, so man, it's it it's like a living alex ross painting to me and alex ross is again he's one of these classic artists who has painted numbers and numerous like superheroes over the last few decades and it has the right amount of sheen and the right amount of like oh it's just so beautiful and so i've been using that one a lot for sure um, but you know i do like i haven't tried them all out i i will admit that much like i've looked at them obviously but i've not actually played with them Mm -hmm. but i had to take my beloved spider-man noir for spin and he does talk like humphrey bogart sometimes which is really funny oh really yes he's done it two or three times but he doesn't he obviously couldn't record an entire suite of dialogue like here see you know like he doesn't do that but he says some things like spider-man noir would not nicholas cage but spider-man noir so he has a 1920s sort of vibe about him and it's like i think when i first put the suit on he was he perched on top of the building and he was just like all right let's see what we got here and i was just like what and it's because he's dressed as noir spider-man so i love it Love the Into the Spider-Verse stuff. Very awesome. Especially uh, Miles's the the cape suit. He has the cape. Have you unlocked yes. that? Yeah. Yes. Have you unlocked them all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have. And so, um, yeah, I love that one. And of course, like they introduced, oh gosh, I would love Peter B. Parker, but I don't know. We can talk about that shortly yeah, maybe yeah the, I, the, the across the spider verse yeah. one i use a lot yeah i use the black panther one oh interesting. for miles a lot it's cool the forever suit yeah. yeah it's really cool um but yeah there's obviously an abundance of suits uh it, how do you pick just one uh i know billy when a listener of the the show he has been sending me on instagram like he's been pairing them up so he likes them to be matchy matchy <laughs> damn i'm the same are you a little bit kind yeah. of yeah i am sometimes eh? not not entirely but he's like full on it so peter parker what am i calling him by his full name like i'm gamora <laughs> peter peter's suit like if you have him in the white he has him in the white then he has miles in the white and red yeah and all black all black so it's like the night monkey suit and then oh, yeah. <laughs> and then miles is like blacked out suit the black suit suit yeah uh stuff like that do you have a personal preference between the classic black suit or parker's like symbiote black spider suit i like the raimi suit like, no 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 but uh, like between those two black ones do they do the raimi one too yeah i love the raimi black suit man ah. especially when it's like oh you meant that one yeah oh, okay i thought i was like okay that makes so much more sense yeah yeah now the raimi black suit oh, is interesting i've been using that a lot okay Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Because there's like the Venom suit, the symbiote suit. Yeah. 
And I'm like, as soon as I'm out of a cutscene, switch it. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so when it comes to powers and paraphernalia, there are three skill trees, one for each Spider-Man, plus skills for both of those, a total of 58. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, like, Dude, you know, actually going through the game because, you know, like... I, I've a hundred percent completed it. And so like looking back on it and I, and we talked about this in our mini Marvel when we we're talking about like, how do we go about gaming as individuals, you know, and, and Jeff was more of a storyline linear person and I'm more of like part storyline, part progressive. So there's, when you start to hear the breakdowns, it's kind of intense, like how much stuff you have to unlock. So for the skill trees, at least the skills for each Spider-Man, there are a total 58 that you have to unlock. Um, Peter has 18, Miles has 15, and then together, they have one that's... The you shared know, them tree. Together. The shared tree is 25. And then, oh, wow. plus four suit tech upgrade tiers with 10 health, 10 damage, 10 focused, and 10 traversal yeah. for an additional 40 additional things you have to unlock. For the suit tech. For the suit tech on top of the 71 suits. So we're already at 150 <sighs> or more stuff, you know, which is so crazy. And then the collectible types, including Marco's memories, Mysteriums, photo locations, and spider bots. So like oh yeah, I've been going crazy. Have you unlocked everything? Uh, well yeah, I've, I've unlocked everything. I've, I've finished the game 100 percent. Okay, once good. already. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I'm in my second playthrough right. of the story, but yeah, I'm just approaching it a different way where yeah. I'm trying to just I'm I'm trying to be the most leveled up Spider-Man <laughs> before I get to the final mission. So what did you think? Let's break down the four collectible types because those are actually the most interesting as far as like story side stories go. Yeah, yeah, all the all those side missions had a yeah. had a little story scene. Marco's memories is really interesting because it was like it was kind of an unexpected thing because they really do they they kind of like bamboozle you by literally throwing you into the game, yeah, like in progress more or less where you have to take down Sandman. And so Marco's memories is like this whole fragment thing where it popped up from now and then, and then you had to defeat the sand people and collect the crystal, get the crystals yes. to break them open, um, to make this what comes together as a statue yeah. of Marco and his daughter. Um, I thought that one was really good. I liked the Mysteriums because it was very different. Yes, they were fun too. They yeah. were very fun. I kind of, I really dug the DJ ones. I thought those were so fun. Like, I think you only did one or two. You only do it once yeah. in, the, in the initial. It's yeah, so that was cool. really fun. I had a lot of fun doing that I one. I know. I wish they actually gave you more of those. But it's basically like uh, combat missions. Yeah. You know, kind yeah, of flex your combat, missions. practice your, which I like. Yeah. I have two more that I have to do to get gold status. I have done gold on all of them except for two. And one of them is like, don't get hit once. Yeah. It's so hard. I just did that <laughs> one. so hard. I got hit and I was like, I restart. <laughs> yeah. I 100%. I just let them and like, you can't just like, sometimes you can't restart that thing. You have to just restart from the there. whole thing. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, just hit him. Just hit him. <laughs> and so I just wait for him to get hit. And then he finally dies, if you will. But, uh, yeah, those are, those are fun. The photo applications I like personally, cause I like, I love like photo mode. So not even having to go into photo mode and just do photo ops as part of your like tasks is yeah. fun. And then you, you send them back to Robbie, which is great. Um, and then the you know, cute little dialogue at the end about like how is, what did he say? My friend, another friend told me 
said it verbatim the other day. I was like, damn, dude. <laughs> and it was just like, you forgot one thing that really makes New York what it is. And I was oh, like, yeah. what's that? And he's like, the Spider-Man. <laughs> I was like, aw, that was really cute. Um, and then, of course, my favorite thing, which I didn't realize was going to become my favorite thing, was the Spider-Bots. Mm-hmm. And so Spider-Bots have been a thing for years now. I didn't realize I was wearing my Spider-Man sweater. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. But the Spider-Man, the Spider-Bots, you know, because I thought they were just going to be like regular Spider-Bots. Because this is not unlike the, the the ride at California Adventure. Yeah. The whole premise of the ride is that you're catching him, the Spider-Bots or destroying the yeah, Spider-Bots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the the fact that they have woven this into the actual game itself was was pretty awesome. And then you realize that they're all character based. The J. Jonah Jameson one is still Hilarious. my favorite one. He's so Hilarious. funny. I loved the spider, the spider ham one too, which I thought was spider adorable. Ham. There's a scorpion one. Yeah, Mysterio. Mysterio. There's Spider Monkey. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he had a little banana. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, the dialogue that goes with all of those. But the one very different thing about that scenario that sets it apart from the rest is that it has an amazing cutscene when you complete and collect all of the spider bots, which is like insane. So huge, not, not, this wasn't already expected, but huge spoiler alert. Like it opens up a, an ac- across the spider verse portal to the, to the bar with no name to the bar with no name. Yeah. And also like it's in the traditional proprietary animation style of the films. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they mention and they name drop Miguel. Miguel. I'm yeah. like, what is happening? I know. Holy so, smokeroos. So who knows like if that ever gets taken a little bit deeper in the future, but it definitely could because they've already reworked the animation style just to suit the across the universe exactly across the universe across the spider-verse like suits right like you know miles and noir um like you they've already reduced the frame rate and so they have that technology baked into the game already so what's to stop them from doing i mean yeah the whole game? Uh, what brian what brian intahar said about that specific is like well yeah we had the spider-bots thing yeah and they wanted to, and i think he talked to the to the across the spider-verse team and like, mm-hmm. what can we do here yeah and so that's what they came up with so it's like a like hey if, if we want to do something we can because now we have that outlet yeah um but if not you know it is what it is but that hey is so nuts it would be bonkers like i know even just to have which i hope is the bare minimum that they do in the next spider-man installment but at least like they did with mysterio like there are portals and you have to close the rogue portals or something. Mm-hmm. You go in and it's it's force pushed like into the sp- into the Spider Verse style fighting or characters that come in or whatever. Um, and you know, d- depending on how they take it with the villains that that are introduced, that could also determine how and why they, yeah. they get to that point. But um, we did have a listener comment. Super fanboy guy. He didn't like the Marvels, by the way. Can't talk to you anymore, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) In terms of gameplay, how do you think Spider-Man 2 compared to the first game? Oh, man. Is it weird that I found it easier this time? Or maybe I'm just more seasoned as a player, but... Possibly. I found it a little easier for some reason. (sighs) That is tough, because it's always like... 
Because I think when you experience something for the first time, yeah, it's always that's when it's the like best. Sinister Six was like the ruin of my my day. Like that's like that's. <laughs> I think when you so yeah, when you experience something for the first time, it yeah. just feels like nothing could ever get better than this. Or mm. if not that, it's like how do you top this? Yeah, right. So then, yeah, you know, Spider Man Two. Mm-hmm. I think there was more. I do. I think. Oh my God! See, now it's tough because <laughs> in the first one, you're dealing with the connection with um, it's, it's with Peter and 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 Doc and and Doc and Doc Ock, Doc Ock right? Yeah. But also, he loses Aunt May. Yep. Which was <laughs> brutal. Oh my God! I cried. <laughs> brutal in itself. But then this. Then I think this game is more about the relationship of Miles and Peter. Mm-hmm. But then it's. Peter and Harry. Yeah. And then also, I think also MJ, but I think it leans more towards Harry. Yeah. Because of that dynamic. So, uh, I think it got, I guess it depends how connected you feel to, to those, to those relationships Mm -hmm. from the first to the second. Yeah. Um, because I will say Harry's actor, voice actor is really, really good. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, Oh, you know, I believe in this friendship. Like I believe this, And I'm on like there's a point where I was like I was like yo Pete give the suit back dude like <laughs> yeah, right. like come on yeah, like hundred percent help your boy out or or even the way he was like treating MJ yeah he was like like <laughs> he was like he was like God MJ I can't believe you wrote that you yeah. published that on I'm like bro <laughs> she asked you to read it and you didn't and you read like, it yeah oh, uh, I'm so tired I'm gonna go to sleep I know <laughs> I was like oh my god. This guy's a menace. <laughs> He's a menace. Capital M menace. So, oh, so, so, but to answer the question, gameplay, because there's also a lot of things that they, the mechanics, the mechanics that they didn't roll over from, I think the gadget, the gadget wheel they took out, mm-hmm. which I'm like not mad at yeah. because I remember fighting yeah. in the first one and mm-hmm. like i'm like oh i have gadgets yeah i should use them but i have to like hold something down and then scroll to it yeah. and then i do it yeah that i was not a fan of me too and also i thought it was interesting that they didn't put the dialogues on the screen until like you'd completed a certain amount of them like i never saw it on the bottom right it didn't come up until I had locked in a certain amount of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then they were like, oh, by the way. And I was like, oh, you couldn't tell me that the entire game? Like, mm. I'm not sure. It was interesting. Yeah, but it was I, interesting I mean, I do like how like that the gadget the gadget mechanic mm-hmm. is a little like more intuitive. Yeah. Compared because I'm, I'm, I remember playing Spider-Man like one and yeah. I barely used gadgets. Yeah. Because I was like, it, like in the Just middle of a fight, and there's yeah. like 20 guys like yeah. trying to kill me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I got to hold it. And then it's like in slow mo. And I'm like, which gadget do I want to get? Which one? I was like, oh, this one. Yeah. And it's like eight. You have like eight gadgets to choose from. Yeah. So I was like, maybe uh, that's why it's easier. Quote, no quote unquote easier like it might not be easier it's probably just because their mechanics everything are is actually, just more intuitive where right, it's like you yeah. just you know the l1 triggers the mm-hmm. like the like like the, the powers of each spider-man where that's a symbiote mm-hmm. the yeah. the the arms or the lightning mm-hmm. and then you know the r1 is activates the gadgets yeah and you're like yeah. cool and yeah. that's it and then r3 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 is just Boom! Kill everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's just it's yeah. more intuitive and yeah. Yeah. um, but I will say, hmm. I suck at parrying. 
I suck. I I cannot (laughs) get my timings right ever. I actually got that. I got that. I still suck at swinging though. Like I've never been good at swinging ever. I don't know why. Oh really? Yeah. Especially, especially if I'm, cause I, I'm, I'm the, I try to change the camera as I'm doing it, especially when I'm going around the building. Oh dude, I screw myself every time, every time, but I can get the parrying. I can't get, get the pairing. I always just end up like, all right, screw this. I'm just going to dodge. <laughs> and then I'm like, but I'm also like, I'm a big combo guy. I'm like, boom, sure. boom, 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 dodge, boom, 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 dodge, gadget, boom, boom. So yeah. I'm ready. So I gain enough focus to where I build up my powers. So I just use that. If I'm, if I know I'm in a pickle, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, oh, boom, <laughs> like L1, X and whatever. Yeah. And I'm out of it. But, um, <sighs> is there a clear winner between a uh, gameplay of well, one and two? I feel much smoother in in, in in number two. Yeah. So much smoother. Is that technology based or is it just like preference? I think it's just, the, like I said, like just the more intuitiveness of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess because I know, actually, I know what I'm doing now where it's yeah. like, I can hit a combo. It's like, oh, I have this, pot. like I can, I can jump into the air and I drag people up in the air with mm-hmm. a web. Um, I think fighting just, I think fighting combat just feels more intuitive compared to Spider-Man 1. Yep. In my opinion, so yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's an improvement from Spider Man where it where Spider Man one had like let's say it was like it was like ten steps mm-hmm. in Spider Man two. I think they they cut down a couple steps to where you can get to that destination a little a little, quicker. little quicker. Yeah, like you don't have to like think so that like you can just like fight, 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 mm-hmm. and you're like, but it's easy to intuitively be like. Like oh I need I should use this and this time. Technology has changed. They've learned where to make things intuitive and and just smoother. Yeah. Overall, just smoother, which I certainly appreciate. Aw, for me, you shouldn't have. So family, friends, and affiliations. This one's really packed, and I tried to just minimize it to characters that. Um, are really pertinent to the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to just mention the ambient characters that you don't necessarily play. So NPCs in some way. <laughs> um, J. Jonah Jameson, Danica Hart, Aunt May, and Je- Jefferson Morales. Um, portrayed by Darren DePaul, Ashley Birch, Nancy Lenari, and Russell Richardson, respectively. Um, I thought they were really great, especially because, you know, they brought, they more or less brought them back from the first games. And I say games because both Miles and Peters. Um, <laughs> but here is a, uh, a, a fun pop quiz for you, Jeff. Do you remember? So for the unfamiliar, you get prompts as you're playing the game naturally from the Spider-Man's phone. And or app, yes. And so, uh, J. Jonah Jameson and Danica Hart both come up at times, yes, just to kind of chime in with like a yeah. podcast plug, just or, like a duality of, yeah, of media coverage. It's media, hilarious, yeah, media coverage, exactly. Um, which is awesome. And so, do you remember what their podcast names are called? Oh, <laughs> the Danacast. 
Okay. That's Danica. You got you got Danica's. Okay. And then what's JJ's? Oh my God, Jay. Oh my gosh. I, I some, there's sometimes where I just tune out JJ. Oh, hundred percent. And I'm also notorious <laughs> for accidentally cutting it off, and then you can't replay it. Yeah. Because I jump into something so yeah, quickly. The yeah. Dan, well, the Danica, and it's just so funny when JJ. He was like. I think we sound more like JJ than the actor sounds like JJ, but he's great. Darren DePaul, you're great. <laughs> well, he was like, like what happens when <laughs> the satin man was let loose. Yeah, I was exactly. in my limo and I woke up and I was behind Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I'm going exactly. I do not consent to this. Even like the nice things that he says all comes back to like. Like sp- how bad Spider Man is. I know. It's like how. <laughs> yeah. Like how do you find a way to just like just crap on Spider Man? He's the spinner. He Even when he spinner. obviously saved the day. Yeah. Right. But then- he, what he he says in one of them, he's like, he's like Spider Man saved. Uh, no, he did. What did he say? He's like. More than 25 pedestrians were saved this afternoon in the attack by the venomous black goo. But you know who didn't save those people? Spider-Man. <laughs> Just die. I was trying to not sound like him and I still can't do it. <laughs> Like at the end, oh. he'll still knock on him. Whatever, like, dude, JJ, come on, relax, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you need to remember? That was so good. What is the name <laughs> <laughs> of J. Jonah Jameson's podcast? Is it the Daily? <sighs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, sadly, it is not. Uh. <laughs> Jay, I don't know. Damn it. It's just the facts. Just the facts. With J. Jonah Jameson. That is not true. (laughs) Yeah, just the facts. It's so hilarious. (laughs) He's so good. But yeah, I like that he's like subtly in the game. Like he's not intensely all over it. Like he's just in it enough that it's like, oh yeah, there's J. Jonah Jameson. There's Jonah. Um, mixed with, of course, Danica as well, because Danica's all pro Spider-Man. So that's great. And it was also nice to have Aunt May and Jefferson. I honest, I gotta say, I did not expect them to be in the game. Honestly, I was just kind of like, oh, they've moved on. But they pay, they, they, they play homage to them, I think, very well. Yeah. And they gave great purpose to the storyline itself for both Spider-Men. So I, I love that. Um, and then there's also Rio Morales and Ganke Lee, portrayed by Jacqueline Pinol and uh, Griffin Puato. I don't know how to say his last name. Puato? Puatu? 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 Yeah, yeah Puatu. Griffin Puatu, um, who provides the voice for Ganke, but uh, Johnny Lim is the face model. Um, and Jacqueline did both as well uh, for Rio. Uh... Yeah, they're great. I think Rio is a great character in general in the comics, in the films, in yeah. the game. She's great, great, great. Um, <laughs> the big one with and, and, you know before I get into the the Rio thing, the Ganke parts were also great. I love that he is also very much the the guy in the chair. He's always helping the spider spider men. He yes, helps both of them. I like that he helps both of yes. them uh, and not just exclusively to Miles. Um, but also aiding Peter. But yeah, the, the, the big twist with Rio is that, you know, from the get go, she's, she's very honest and open with her son that she's like officially trying to date. 
she's in the dating dating sphere and mm-hmm. she's 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 wanting to get past mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the loss of Jefferson. But yeah, the big mm-hmm. <laughs> the big shoe drop at the end of the game is that she introduces Miles to her new boyfriend, <laughs> who is Albert Moon. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I was like, no freaking way. Yeah, I was like so excited for you because when I when I when I went it's there, I was like, crazy. I was like, oh my god, no way, Dad's gonna freak when she sees this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, it was funny because my first two thoughts were like, are you? <laughs> like holy crap like what and then also i was like why did he bring his daughter to the <laughs> <laughs> so for the uninformed albert moon is the father of cindy moon who is silk uh from the comics so she is the second Third spider person <laughs> in this yeah. New- <laughs> yeah that too but she's she's as canon goes she was the other person to get bitten by the same spider as peter parker so whether or not they actually follow that who knows but it is interesting because in the comics she has a full-fledged family mom Mm. dad sister yeah this one is just this one just dad it's just dad so it's kind of like okay lots of questions already insomniac is they're taking leaps yeah i'm like go with it you made the hairy thing work i have faith i have faith that you can figure this out so so i'm very curious to see where that's gonna lead and how and especially with like what we had just mentioned about the the spider-verse element like oh my gosh this is a perfect way to introduce the inheritors and so if you don't remember the inheritors are the like they're basically vampires that suck and drain the essence of spider entities across every multiverse so if they're bringing them in to say madam webb which is what the whole ezekiel thing and and having multiple spider people in one place is basically about yeah and then also introducing the Spider-Verse in the game and then also bringing in Cindy Moon, who is essentially like to, known to be the bride of the big baddie. Like she doesn't know it, but that's what happens. Like this could all be, <laughs> it could all Look, be Anything together. is possible. Just got to trust it. I mean, yeah. the game probably won't come out for another couple of years, yeah, if no. anything. I don't expect it for at least three more years. Yeah. At least. But yeah, I saw that. I was like, so I was like, oh, like okay, cool. Yeah. Albert Moon. And then he's like, oh, this is my daughter, Cindy. And I was like, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah, exactly. I was this like, is Albert and his daughter Cindy. I was like, shut the front door. I was like, what? I, like in my first meeting, I was like, oh, Di's gonna love this. <laughs> it's so crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, so that that's a huge, huge look. Uh, can't wait to see what happens with that. Um, I'm sure it'll be awesome. This could be the first time we actually get gameplay with a female spider. I mean, we'll see three spiders in a game. Or maybe two. Like they might just... Oh, because technically... Peter's Peter's technically retired. retired. Yeah, so wow, we'll see, we'll see, but we'll see when yeah. Norman comes back as <laughs> green. I'm just awesome boy. We'll see. We'll get. We'll get there. Um, so uh, yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see. And then of course there's Yuri Watanabe, aka Wraith, um, portrayed by Tara Platt. And uh, Karen Fukuhara actually oh, is the wow. face, face model for, for, for Yuri. Um, and if you didn't know, uh, Tara Platt 
is also Yuri Lowenthal's wife. Love so that. Peter and Yuri are married in real life. Are married life. in real life, which nice. is kind of funny. Uh, so yeah, her entire side quest. It was interesting because, to your point about sticking linear with the the story, I was kind of like, I don't want to really do the the wraith stuff now. I just want to do the main yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, okay, let me just get a little bit into it because there's clearly a reason why that's happening. But I really didn't finish it until after I finished the the story. Mm. And so (laughs) I had made the distinct error of looking up because I, I don't know, for some reason I fell down Felicia Hardy land. (laughs) I wanted to learn more about the face character Uh and the face characters in general. And so I watched this video and I was like, oh no, I've done... I've done a mistake because I saw characters that I hadn't seen yet. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to have to go back and play the game first. And so I had to, fi- that's when I officially was like, I'm going to finish this game hundred percent completion because otherwise I would not have realized that the, that Wraith actually leads into the cult, which is part of the flame. Who is Cletus Cassidy? Who is carnage? I was like, Okay, talk about another. I know, plot yeah, twist. that 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 got me too at, yeah. at, at, at the last mission where he's uh, the mission statement is like, I will incur something something and carnage, and, and I was carnage. like, oh my god, yeah. and I was like, I was like, <laughs> my first reaction was like, oh my god, the third game's gonna be insane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, immediately what I right. said. <laughs> so I got as far watching. Watching the face model video, I got as far as to just seeing Cletus Cassidy, mm-hmm. and I barely saw his face before I was just like, wait, no, <laughs> like slapped it away. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna watch the footage or anything. And then I, I when I played the game and I got to that part, I was like, oh my god, it's turning red because <gasps> you know Carnage is red; it's a spawn of of venom itself, and so. For it to, to turn red and then for him to be the flame and he's, I was like, dude, this is so crazy because it really fits. Because <laughs> in the comics, he's just a crazy hick. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. He's just a crazy hick. But in the game, for them to really cleverly spin it out that he was a cult leader and then he gets his hands on the, the goo, if you will. Because, yeah, they kind of did just kind of brush off some parts. Um and and for him to kind of come across it is is wild. I was like, okay, well played, Sony. It's, it's pretty dang good. Um, but yeah, the you know, the uh, who of course is portrayed. You know, Cletus himself is portrayed by uh, Chad Doric, both face and voice. Mm. So the thing to remember about these characters is that when I say face model, it's like it is really truly their features. They just make yeah. them look like the character. So. Yeah, so 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 Chad is Cletus, and uh, yeah, I guess we'll see if we how much of Carnage we see, or if we get a DLC in between, like we did with Spider Man and Miles Morales. Yeah, that too. Yeah, well, I guess I, yeah, we have yeah, to see. Yeah, so so who knows what could happen? But uh, he's definitely a, a headliner for the next game, if and when. Um, and then to, to finish off our family, friends, and affiliations portion, uh, listener comment from Andrew Frank seventeen Instagram. He just said Howard. And then he put the sad face and I was like, oh no, because another, another friend had asked me like, oh, when you played the Howard, the Howard side mission, side mission, who did you play as? And I said, oh, I played as Pete and he, I guess he had played as Miles. Uh, And so it's a little different, but knowing Howard from the first game, who, who is essentially a 
uh, uh, I don't want, what do we call it now? Unhoused man, sort of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who has pigeons and he takes care of the pigeons uh, around the city. And so in the first game, like, oh, God, I hated that mission. You had to catch the pigeons. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're so frustrating. Come here, <laughs> Cause, Pidgey. Because, yeah, come here, Pidgey. Because, uh, again, I, I suck at swinging. And so, like, <laughs> trying to keep up with the pigeons was tough. But that was the whole thing from the first game. And so in this in this new installment, you could already tell he's kind of got a bit of the dementia going on and yeah. he's like drifting and I'm like, oh my God, he's an no. old, like this unhoused older man. And Howard. so he wants you to take care of his family, which are the pigeons. And then by the time you get back, he has passed away. I know. I was, like, so I was like, oh my God. But that wasn't even, a, that was bad. That was sad. Yeah. But the grandpa one. Which grandpa one? Did you not do that one? No, you, I probably you, did. Remind you, me. Oh, the grandpa one where you have to find this girl's grandpa. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, yeah. And I was like, oh, we're sitting down. Dude. We're talking. And I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh. I know. I was like, when, oh. Yeah, when he bro. was like, you have a bit of love. Spider I, I was like, oh, my gosh. You are not. Yeah. And he's like, I used to. I met my wife here. Uh. And I was like, oh, oh, God. So I, I would imagine that. Uh, people like maybe even multiple people that were crafting this game had lost grandparents or even parents over the course of the creation and they were like hey can we can we do this and and they were like oh of course and it made for beautiful little side side yeah. missions which is like oh my god yeah that's oh for, almost forgot about grandpa it <laughs> was so good but yeah but then to do the grandpa one and then like later on do the Howard one I was like dude come on this is <laughs> I was like what <laughs> was the hell so brutal oh my gosh so good though and in lighter topics love interest <laughs> so throughout the game we're obviously dealing with both Peter and Miles's respective love stories from the previous installments and so first and foremost as she should be <laughs> Mm. Felicia Hardy, aka Black Cat. I love her so much. Portrayed by Erica Lindbeck and uh with Jamie Lynn Evans for her face model. Uh I literally just put perfection. Yes, <laughs> I agree. So, she's so good. I agree. And I didn't know, and I'm gonna call you out right now on the show, Andrew, but Andrew spoiled it for me that she was in the game actually in the game because i thought they were playing me i thought they were just showing her on screen like oh she's one of the targets but she's never in it uh, and then he was like did you oh isn't it crazy and i was like bro i have not gotten there yet i was furious i was furious and then i got to see it and i was like okay i'm good now <laughs> <laughs> but to to actually get time with the character dude that was a and yeah. play with her that was a crazy mission that was like yeah that was a that was definitely a crazy mission because so i was good. like i was like i was like oh, okay cool like here we go well one i was like oh felicia <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah felicia. uh new suit too? Know, new like, suit oh she's goodness. whenever she's like she was like is that you red yeah it's like it's like hey, spider stay out and i'm like Ooh, <laughs> say it again <laughs> slowly. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so good. And then like, she was just like very, like her dynamic with Miles is like instantaneously lovable. Yeah. Because she's like, what are you doing here? Kid? Oh, my, my favorite piece yeah. of like, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. What was it? Um, they were fighting, they're fighting at the museum or whatever it yeah. was. And he was, and she was just like, those aren't dogs. They look more like, uh, like, uh, like like seals or whatever, what, what, 
like seals and then Miles was like did you know seals oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh it's like, so what? cute I love it and I love the, the way that N- Najid like his his performance is not unlike Shamik's in that he has this like sort of like really wholesome tone to his voice at yeah. times, and that was exactly one of them. Like seals, like he was just like so excited. Yeah, like, he was like, "Did, did you know, know? <laughs> seals can da 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 da?" Yeah. <laughs> so cute. But I also yeah. what I loved about that mission, and I remember when I first went through it, and yeah. I texted you, I was like, I was like, die when you get to this mission, it's gonna be so like. Ugh, like because it was on top of being a black cat <laughs> sure it was magic with yeah. the go, take going at the, the sanctum Santorum. yeah with doc, like dr strange and, but not and, and they're portal yeah. and they're portaling and i was like i was like i was like oh we got magic in this mother like yeah, we got magic right now so good and then like we're going through portals da, 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 and then you go through the ice and atlantic icelandic yeah. and i was like i was like whoa it this was, is sick it was really good i was like this is really insane good. so and, that was like a really fun yeah that was a really fun mission with, with black cat and i love that they retained the character style for her in that like her actions right like you never play as her in this version but like after being introduced to her from what is it the city that doesn't sleep what is it called whatever the heist one yeah like you get a feel of the mechanics of that character even though again you never play her so to see her working instead of spider-man working with spider-man miles morales yeah how they're they're like dynamic goes and she's portaling in and out she's blowing kisses she's doing her thing and they're also building the dialogue between them and she's just like so where's the other spider-man yeah couldn't be bothered to come could i just like oh my god she's the perfect ex-girlfriend like, she's Red, so is good. that you i know <laughs> i love her i love her so much and so um yeah, I I thought that they spent a good amount of time with her. I don't think it was too much. I don't think it was too little. I think it was just right. And they send her off. My canonically bisexual queen. <laughs> she went to go save her girlfriend in, in Paris, Paris. Um, which uh, is fantastic. She's so beautiful. Oh, she's so good. She's mm. just so great. I love <laughs> Erica Lindbeck's voice on uh, Jamie Lynn's face. It's like perfect combination for that character yeah um but yeah i hope again i hope we get to see her soon sooner than later and uh get another installment with her um but somebody we do get a pretty good amount of time with once again mary jane watson portrayed by the lovely laura bailey uh by voice and stephanie tyler jones uh as her face model um, <laughs> we're just going to nip the bud right off the top. Do we feel Mary Jane Watson is overpowered? Mary Jane, walk them down, Watson, baby. Because Jeff showed me this amazing TikTok, which I then reposted on our profile. Uh, but by Bubba Green, too, where it's just like in the first game, quite literally, like she's sneaking around in the museum. She knocks over a box. It's over. I know. You failed the mission. Yeah. But in this one, she straight you straight up believe that you are in dude, like The Last of Us Part Two. Dude, she stood on her business. And she has a taser gun, that, a sonic gun. Yeah. And that's it. But Homegirl is still taking down hunters. She's taking down symbiotes. And you're just like, what? Granted, yes. When she gets when she's taking down the hunters and she gets shot, she's down. Sure. Which is great. But she can take a couple. But with the symbiotes, she was taking a couple of hits. And I was like, mm, mm, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
dude that's uh, the sim the, the, tra <laughs> the training with sable yeah the in simcaria yeah dude she was she mary That's jane so walk him down watson <laughs> bro she was on her john wick stuff i i i'll allow it because it was fun it was definitely more fun than it was the first time i just i just finished that because i'm on my second playthrough i just did the mission where um they're the hunters invade mm -hmm. uh, on may's house while oh, yeah. peter has the symbiote still yeah, so yeah. you it's nighttime and you're you're sneaking around trying oh, yeah. to get to Pete. Yeah. And bro, I was just like, yeah. I was bah, 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 I was shooting, <laughs> webbing, takedown. Uh, dude, I was I had so, I had no fear. When it came to the when when it came to MJ's missions, are you more of a I'm going to sneaky sneak and I'm going to go behind the bush and I'm going to like quietly tackle or you run in and you're like I'm definitely a fan of the sneaky sneak, but I love having that um like option to be like like oh shoot i'm like in a pickle bah, 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 bah. And yeah. like i'm just gonna shoot you down For sure like yeah. there's that one uh when you when you reach the backyard and there's two of them and then there's like the little like uh archway and you have to like go between the picket fences and you can throw some stones yeah but one of them won't come all the way out and then you got to figure out like okay if i'm gonna take down this guy the other one's gonna respond so yeah. that was one of those moments where i would just kind of just go oh, for I, it oh 100 <laughs> oh, that's what i did yeah. i think i just did that and yeah but i but i, I think 90 percent of that or at least her scenarios, I was sneaky, sneaky. I was 100% what I do in The Last of Us, which is like creep on behind and then yeah. boop, 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 down. Boop, 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 Yeah, her down. takedowns are nasty too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, pretty good. Psh. Very impressive, very impressive. Um, and again, like I wrote here, like it was definitely an upgraded experience from Spider-Man 1 yeah. because I felt like in Spider-Man 1, you know, and clearly there's a reason why she's not quite amplified. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. like it, oh god i can't tell you every time i had to every time they made you switch i was like god i don't do this, this yeah i think i think it was because like, you, you weren't able you you were only able to do so much yeah, you know she couldn't even run she yeah, was just yeah. like I'm gonna it was kind of just like i gotta sneak around but yeah. now it's like, i can sneak around and i'm gonna kill your ass <laughs> exactly. like i'm gonna kill you yeah so so appreciate it i appreciate it but of course the best part the best part which I didn't see coming. I didn't see coming either. But also semi-expected, but didn't see coming, was that Mary Jane obtains one of the symbiotes or is like imbued with one of the symbiotes thanks to Venom uh, and she becomes Scream. Yeah, that was intense. I was like, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. My first thought, I was like, I was like, damn, we got to beat down my girlfriend right now. <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, but it <laughs> happens. And it was, again, this is another perfect entanglement as far as them putting together a yeah like it makes character. sense it made total sense usually scream is someone else yeah totally right and we talked about venom in way back in season one yeah episode 13 of of this podcast and so scream itself is is also obviously a powerful symbiote but it's one of venom's children so it's spawn of mm. venom and so the fact that they've actually they very cleverly took it and then he used it as a vehicle of revenge on spider-man knowing yeah. <laughs> that it's his girlfriend and then she turned into an insufferable insufferable like hurtful like entity 
that's crazy and she was saying everything it's, dude, it's dude, like it's like how they dude, say about drinkers right dude, like all the truth comes dude, out the symbiote got you the saying symb- nasty yeah. stuff bro yeah like, what about my dreams <laughs> it's always about you why do we dude. i have to work for a man i hate to help you pay for the house i was like oh, shit. The, my first play, my first time playing through i'm, I'm fighting right <laughs> i'm also like i'm like i'm like focused but i'm also like Yo, she's saying some wild stuff. She was like really like. Like I'm trying not to die right now. I know, and I died a lot. She really got me. Like she got me. I did. That's that's why this second time around, I'm making sure I am just OP OP as (laughs) hell. She was tough, but like she was really being me. She was. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, it was really awful. But I mean, I thought the I thought the the lizard one where that's what no one no wonder your family left you i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know I, I love the lizard we're gonna get to that's him in a minute but yeah oh mj was like as scream again like wonderfully crafted like they did really well by her i think you know obviously they cut a little they cut around the corners a bit like after she lost the symbiote and like it was just gone i was like what and I'm wondering, is that the one that Cletus got? Mm. Did Cletus get... That would make more sense to me because, like, quite literally, he he gets her out of the the symbiote and then it's just disappeared. So I was kind of like, okay, come on, guys. Like, you, you're, what? You went all that way, but you just kind of... Ah, it's somewhere. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was fantastic. And Laura Bailey did a great job. Uh, she's great in general. She's obviously one of the most iconic voice actors of this uh era so kudos to her do you think we'll see mj along with peter in the next installment i think we'll see them i don't know what to what extent but i think they'll they'll make it i mean they have to like they have to and now she lives with him so yeah interesting interesting uh and then that leaves Haley cooper uh, portrayed by Natasha Ophelia, both fo- voice and face. And she's, of course, um, a derivative of the Maz Morales game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that character. She was one of those characters that I wasn't sure was going to manifest to be anything bigger than just like sort of like a person that you meet. Yeah. But um, by the end of the Maz Morales game, of course, she like becomes the love interest, which is really cute. Yeah. Super and then cute. she's like an actual love interest by, by this second game. Um, but yeah, she's, she's essentially an integral part to both the deaf and local art community as far as the, this game is concerned. Um, and yes, Natasha is also deaf. So, so it's all legitimate that the ASL that she does in the game, um, is fantastic. And, uh, I really, really loved, what they did with Haley as a character because not only in the game and how she would send Miles text messages that then turn into voice messages, Mm -hmm. like it's like their own version of Siri. Um, But the fact that you got when there's that moment that the, the, the florist has gotten graffitied on, he's got vandalized the street vendor and, and miles arrives and he's like, Oh man, what happened? And Haley's like, Oh, let me explain. And then you get taken into Haley's world. And then the, 
the volume is down. You yeah, basically, it's kind of muffled. It's yeah. all muffled and muted. And you're like, oh, you get to live as like what it's like to be a deaf person and just have to focus on cues and and use your like very much use your eyes to kind of figure out, OK, what's happening here? <laughs> and then the cute little cat. Oh. Which is like I know that got you, huh? <laughs> that got me solid because I was like, oh my god! Aside the little paws, it was Bucky. Basically, it was my Bucky, and I was like, oh my god, dude! Um, so I love that side quest, and I love that um, like you got to meet this other person that was like struggling to be an artist, and Haley was just very much open-hearted uh, and open-minded enough to like kind of be like, oh, I do art whatever yeah. every tuesday come on come through and uh she's such a great character okay before we get down to business there's something i have to tell you i'm fresh out of honey and then that brings us to our crazy crazy town banana pants <laughs> part of the show so notable adversaries holy smokes there's a lot of them there is i, I like wrote down the first couple and then i was like Oh, wait, there's this one, and then there's this one. Oh, and there's this one, too. So we're going to go down the line, not too heavy on some of them, more heavy than others with others. Mm -hmm. um, first and foremost, Flint Marco, we just talked about him not too long ago, Sandman, portrayed by Leandro Cano. Uh, yeah, and he essentially opened the game. Great character. Um, and I think the, the effects that they had with him were fantastic, too. Very, like... Everything that we know about that character, or have learned about that character via cartoon or film, yeah, is pretty much there. A great first intro yeah. mission, yeah, it was so fun, so good. But uh, the big baddie that steps up right after him, Sergei Kravinov, aka Craven, portrayed by guys, Jim huge. Peary. He is huge. I thought he was so well produced in this game like he was so well uh like cultivated yeah like you really got the mass of craven and felt like he is a dangerous dude like he's got a freaking like tiger like or saber tooth cat <laughs> like skull attached to his shoulder like it's insane it was it was insane in the best way and of course it is kind of funny because he does look like jim Peary. mm-hmm but just like Jim Peary doesn't have facial hair. <laughs> so it's like, imagine Craven without the eyebrows as intense and no beard. And that's basically his voice actor. Um, but yeah, in, in this game, he's hunting the original Sinister Six, sort of. Uh, it's, it's clearly more than that. Um, which then, of course, includes uh, cameos by villains what we fought across both games so far including Shocker, Vulture, Dr. Octopus, Rhino, Electro, Lizard, Mr. Negative, and Black Cat herself, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of crazy. And so <laughs> so this is this is wild. So first off, shout out to uh, Mr. Bula, who is um, the one of the senior, I believe he's the senior animator of uh, the game. Uh, one of my, my friends that I like coincidentally met during art gallery for the first game um but would you believe that i didn't realize this until again i looked at that face model video uh-huh and so the lizard popped up on the screen and i was like i know that guy 
who is that guy? And so Mark Witten, Mr. Mark Witten, does the voice for Lizard and Dr. Connors. Mm. He's also the face character. And I was like, oh my gosh. So all this time I've been playing these video games, not realizing, I was like, dude, this guy looks so familiar to me. He used to work at the Natural History Museum. Oh my gosh, wow. Yeah, and he was part of the performing arts team. So he was... Clearly, he's an actor. Like, yeah. yeah. But, like, he has produced, like, music. He used to be in the live stage show we used to have. Yeah. And he was, I was digging, and I was like, okay, because he left sometime last year. And I assume oh, it, was, wow. it was actually to, to do the work for this game. And so I was looking up on his IMDb. He was also apparently in some Black Widow one-off. Oh, wow. Prequel, side story something, and he portrayed Hawkeye. <laughs> Which is crazy. Now that's crazy. Wow. Why did he have to leave? I have so much to talk to him about. (laughs) But I was like, wow, I know the lizard. That's so crazy. Um, But yeah, that was so wild to me. I was like, oh my gosh. And so again, more to the face model thing. Because it was so wild to actually go through all of it. Um, But yeah, the the Kravinov family uh, side quest. What did you think about that and the hunters? Oh, the hunter blinds, right? Yeah. Well, one, that family is messed up. I'll say that. Dude, <laughs> right? Like, I don't remember offhand how, how many children he has in the comics. Yeah. But I was like, wow. But like, I, I mean, I'm just more intrigued on this, like this whole hunt concept. It's like, it's oh, so like, what crazy. are you? It's exactly like a, uh, like an actual carnivorous, like yeah. family would be. Like, they I get it. Eat their like, young. Like, I see why Craven is, you know, there. Yeah. He's like, I need an equal, you know, and yeah. he did. And then, yeah. you know, he died. Yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. But uh, that was like his life aspiration, right? He yeah. He's like, like, I'm only going to die. I want one of them yeah. to kill me. I, yeah. But they yeah. have to be just an equal or yeah. better than me. And, right. you know, yeah. he got, he got his wish. Yeah. But I love the hunter blinds. I love, do you, did you do most of them like stealthy? Uh, yeah, especially because you could, right? Like, yeah, you I, could. And so I didn't use Miles, though. I used Peter, but I did them all, like, I would just, I would do the webbing. I would come from up, up top, um, because once I realized you could also web up, like, the, the robots, I was like, <laughs> yeah, easy. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I would, I would go in and fight if I got bored enough. I was like, yeah, let me just fight <laughs> yeah i think i would like just do a little bit like yeah. i was like oh i got i got these guys out the way cool now i just want to flex my combat just be like oh do i like you know I yeah exactly level up a little bit yeah um but yeah those are fun i always love just doing things that are just straight like yeah. combat and stealth and i love the new stealth mechanic of the the web line yeah you can create your own web lines yeah, that was so I love, clutch i love I that like, okay to actually be able to do a web line like wherever you need to. Yeah. And on a flexing, you know, like scale, like it doesn't have to be exactly parallel or whatever. I thought that was really great because it, yeah, again, it was cool. It was like building a web like a la Andrew Garfield in Spider Amazing Spider-Man 1 where to trap the lizard, he like makes webs that are in all directions, right? Yeah. Pie chart. It's all over the place. So... Um, I really like that, but to also hear <laughs> how each tape would surface with, with Craven and his children, I was like, wow, this is crazy. It's I didn't dark. realize that there was going to be this entire side thing and you're going to have to fight them all. So that's why, honestly, that's why I kind of did go stealth at first. Cause I was like, crap, if I finish this, is one of Craven's children going to come out? <laughs> and fight them but then you get the big plot twist of them all 
is that they all died. Yeah, in the, <laughs> like for the, during the hunt. Or, yeah, yeah, during the hunt. He they killed all his children, basically, and they all killed each other, um, including his wife, I guess. I think so, something like that. Yeah, and then you hear with the very last tape. And it's even, even Pete was like, oh, well, that's dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so crazy. Uh, uh, and it's, I just thought it was really, again, really well done. Um, the fact that you do get a big chunk of Craven even overlapping with the Venom storyline. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I loved, I, I just loved everything with Craven. I thought it was really great. Um, like the interiors for the secret lodge and the mansion that he took over. Yeah. It, it was great. It was really well done. And then of course how he brings in, you know, Martin Lee again. Uh, yeah. Really freaking crazy. And then of course, um, other appearances include Grizzly, Prowler, Tombstone, Taskmaster. Was Taskmaster in it? He was in it for a second, right? Yeah, he, 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 his, uh, he his, his picture popped up, yeah, yeah but nothing then, came of it. Yeah. yeah, and then Mysterio, and of course, the chameleon, who wow, yeah. could come in. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, because he, oh, yeah, because we do see uh, at the end of this, the hunt um, side quest that the chameleon is Sergei's brother. He's his yes. brother. So it's like, oh, okay. And he's assumed somebody else's identity. And of course the chameleon is, is exactly that. He's, he's more or less. That's kind of can, a scary power. It's very scary. Cause he can take on any, anyone's face. <laughs> it's a shapeshifter of sorts. So, uh, who knows who he might take on with the next game or his next appearance. Yeah. It's just going to be kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so Mysterio, uh, as we previously mentioned, Quinton Beck, uh, portrayed by Noshir Dalal, both voice and face as well. Um, yeah, they, 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 they kind of wrapped him up neat and tight. That was an interesting plot twist as well, because I didn't expect Mysterio. It's funny, because like, both treatments of Mysterio is, like, is not traditional. Mm-hmm. So he's not some mag- magician wizard cut and dry. Like with Jake Gyllenhaal, he was a tech-based, uh, I don't know what you would, illusionist, right? Yeah. And then in this game, he's got these mysteriums and he's working with these two women who are helping him, I don't know, execute this technology that basically turns on you. Um, but the fact that you get plot twisted and it's actually them yeah, is, is kind of, it's messed up, but it's fun. Um, yeah, I thought it was an interesting ending. I, he was clearly not a, a, a villain that was supposed to be taken super seriously, but still fun. I don't think we'll see him again. Like, yeah, but I had, I had like, those are one of my favorite, um, side missions, the Mysterians. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. Doing yeah. That. It was, it was really interesting. Cause like they were kind of spooky and just the the scenery itself was actually really cool Mm -hmm. um yeah and then of course the the side quest with the ddr guitar hero throwback that was so fun and it's like a remix of the spider-man theme i loved it i better see you in 10 seconds oh no um you're uh, breaking up i will soon i can't i just did that and then there is some guy 
named Harry Osborne, mm. <laughs> portrayed by Graham Phillips, both in voice and face. So the, Graham looks exactly like Harry. Yeah, Osborne. that's I saw, basically I saw the that, actor. Yeah. yeah, he's just his hair isn't as fluffy, and it might not be as light, but he is soup to nuts the same person. Um, and where do we even get? Where do we even go with Harry? So he's got this debilitating. Uh, sort of disease like, i think it's like a cancer type thing kind of yeah. uh, like a cancer and in maybe m like a close a close uh diagnosis would maybe be ms because he was starting to lose mobility a bit um and he just wasn't great and then norman concocts this goo mm -hmm. somehow this material that he took what did he he explains it like he found it it came from space and which is down to the the canon storyline for Venom, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and so whatever he did to it in the lab, he made sure that his son got it and it helped him, which it did. But he went a little crazy along the way. Now Norman Osborn is insane. Yeah, and so Os Norman Osborn himself was portrayed by Mark Ralston, both voice and face. Um. Yeah, so some of the memorable moments with Harry, uh, you know, like I, I, I wasn't sure how to feel about the character at first because I knew where it was. Like you obviously get from the get go, oh, okay, he's Venom. Like you get it, yeah, almost immediately. Um, but like you don't really get a sense of exactly who Harry is in Peter's life, this version until the Coney Island scene, which I really appreciated because I was, did. I did. Did you do every single game? I did. Yeah. I did everything. I did it on the second yeah. playthrough. I was oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, do it's it. cute. It's really fun because like again, it's like another it's other mechanics in that world that you get to try out on a very mundane level. Yeah, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, what are we doing? I was like, you know what, this is this feels right. It's cool. It's yeah, very yeah. cool. Yeah. And and the details that they would put in stuff, the crane machines and like once you win the prizes and you get to put on the glowy neon glasses yeah. and hat and yeah, it's really nice and so the bonding experience through throughout the game with harry and kind of reaffirming like his relationship with not only peter but also mj and how they are very much a trio i thought that was really cool um but yeah it isn't until the end of that coney island scene that we see that he is indeed venom or at least has the symbiote suit and it's funny because I said to Jeff, like when I finally got to that part of the game, the suit very closely resembles Agent Venom. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's what that's what that's what that's what um, Brian Intahar said. Oh, it was like, he, yeah, yeah. Just, it's so you know? cool. Yeah, I loved it. I was like, oh, it's it's Agent Venom. It was but pretty it's fun. Not yeah, Agent Venom. <laughs> and then yeah, you kind of get the the idea of how strong this guy is, and also being able to play as as him in that form advancing further into the venom stage which is oh my gosh <laughs> and it's kind of like you said well before we get there it's kind of like you said about the borrowing the suit thing right like you're like okay well pete's gonna get the suit eventually and then when he finally gets a suit you do kind of get put in a moral morally gray area no i for sure was <laughs> yeah. i was like i was like Ooh. yeah where it feels bad that you have it because he is Peter's dialogue is is quite literally reflecting on the fact that Harry is dying when he doesn't have the symbiote. Exactly, on. yeah. And so you're put into this whole space of like 
oh, the power feels good, but also this is bad. Yeah, <laughs> well, friend is also dying. just gets to them like like during it. I was like, I was like, we just need Doctor Connors, da da da, and I'm like, all right, cool, like let's do this. Yeah. And then like then you start hearing Pete being like, like oh man, this mm-hmm. feels good. This makes me a better Spider Man. And I'm like, yeah. you selfish bastard. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like Peter Parker and Spider Man as a whole are. It's it's one of the most iconic characters of all time, and it, what makes him so wonderful is that he's personable. But also, a terrible, terrible fact of the matter is, Peter Parker's one of the most selfish characters of all time. Yeah. 100%. Which yeah. is what makes a lot of the stuff that MJ was saying, like, oh, mm-hmm. she's actually telling the truth. Um, That's but, also how I felt about Miles, too, at some yes. point, too. Like, with his re- that, the revenge he wanted on Lee. Yeah. I was like, I was yeah. like, uh, get, I was like I, there was definitely points where i was getting mad at both yeah and miles I, and peter fully intentional right yeah because it's like they want to help everybody they can do both but then it's always cake and eat it too it's my job two. to protect you right so not only do they have like a bad case of like martyr syndrome i know yeah but they also have this really terrible thing about being like i can do it all i can do it all and it's like can't. But at the cost of what and who? Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's because they want to do it all. It's yeah. Because they 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 feel that they can. So, so so yeah. Doubling back to the lizard point, for instance, you know, like the fact that they go after, like, of course, you know, like who who did it? Was it Venom? Was Venom's the one that? Yeah. No, Craven. Craven's the one that wanted to to bring the the lizard out again. Yeah. So that he could get the uh, he could hunt him. And vice versa, but then Harry and Peter realize, oh, we could get the serum, it could help reverse the issue, blah, 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 blah. And so it it's Peter kind of started with like, oh, I gotta do this for the lizard, I gotta do it. But then you realize, it's like, no, it's because he likes the power, and he yeah. likes realizing like, oh, I'm a better Spider-Man. Yeah. Oh, oh this is cool. And yeah, like to your point with Martin Lee and the whole suite of, of things that happen between Miles pursuing Martin Lee and how it turned less about, I have to get him because Craven's going to get him, but more of like, I have to get him because he killed my dad. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, like it's kind of one of the situations of what would you do? Yeah. What would you do? Right. Yeah. In their situation. It's like, okay, Pete, but Pete. The fact that he still had trouble giving it back. <laughs> so crazy. Dude, it was so bad. It's I was so just crazy. like, I was like, ugh, I might play it later tonight. We'll see. Ugh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Eye roll. Yeah, because <laughs> because Miles rises to the the occasion and he be, he is the Spider-Man that we believe him to be because when he's he's got the power to kill Martin Lee, to quite literally kill Martin Lee, he does not do it. Oh, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Big L, Miles. He actually leaves him be, and then he does the smarter thing, which is to get the guy out so he can actually help, hopefully, help everybody. And he does, thankfully. Spider-Man! Jonah, my sunshine. You okay? With Venom then eventually becoming Venom, like full-fledged Venom, oh, where you yeah. finally hear Tony Todd's incredibly like iconic voice yeah take on that one bit where harry's like what does he say he's like me pete no don't you it's, don't it's, you mean we, we? And, yeah, I said we. Like that. and i was like oh yeah i was like oh and tony todd so i actually 
I actually sat in on this panel at San Diego Comic Con, right? Like, yeah, I yeah, got yeah. to walk right in because the strikes really affected the the, the convention. But Tony Todd was there as well. That's when they announced him as Venom, and he did the voice like in in like live and. It's crazy. He's that's his voice. What was, your, what was your reaction when you were able to play as Venom? Oh, dude, so good. <laughs> it was so good, and I live for those kind of mechanics because, like, like we've mentioned on the show before, like the Avengers game, for instance, right? It w- it had promise. It did not live to any expectations whatsoever. They'll probably never make that money up ever again. Yeah. And one of the biggest, unfortunately, the one of the biggest failures is that their Hulk was not nearly as multidimensional as they could have made him be, right? Mm-hmm. He had some cool he had some cool features and and like you could feel the weight on him when you're moving the character, which by the way, he was voiced by Troy Baker, aka Joel oh, Joe wow. Miller. Uh he made him great. He was great. But but the character play itself was not what you the best. hoped for. Oh, okay. Really wasn't. And it was more I found Venom was more like what people wanted as Hulk. Mm. So you felt the weight of Venom. You could do certain things. You could feel like when the symbiote could punch through. You felt the power. Yeah, it was really there, which is kind of awesome. Like between playing as Peter and then having to fight Peter is kind of insane. Because like it's it's just like you're fighting, Uh. you're, you're almost fighting yourself. Yeah, yeah, in that yeah. respect. So the way that they played that, and then also like you're playing as Venom, and you're like, "Oh, I'm having a great time," and then you have to fight against Venom. You're like, "This sucks," because <laughs> he's so powerful. Dude, he is. He's I was so like, powerful. "Oh my god, get yeah, this guy so, out of my face!" So these character switches are awesome in this game because they're also so quick. So it's you get a vibe and you get a sense of having the the perspective of each character. So you get this perspective of being Peter against Venom, uh, of being Miles against Venom as well, and then of being Miles versus Peter. Jeez. <laughs> and then vice versa all around. So you know every fighting perspective there is. So it's kind of crazy. I loved I loved being able to, like that whole clearing of, of Oscorp as Venom is insane. And so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. But, you know, to my surprise, because I did, again, I didn't really, I didn't really spoil myself with any of the footage or anything. But to then the minute Pete figures out the serum and creates the anti-venom, I was like, ha ha. <laughs> I literally said it. I was like, it. there like, it is. Yeah. The minute the suit turned white, I was like, anti-venom. And he's like, anti-venom. I was like, ha. I got that reference. Um, really cool. Love that too, and, and the entire like retaining of the powers too. Mm-hmm. Like his, he still had the symbiote powers, and if you L three or R three, he'd turn into you know. Oh, it's, it's just so great. Um, I think overall the Venom symbiote was treated pretty well. Yeah, I thought they did really great stuff with it, and it was multifaceted. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be freaking chaos if they bring Cletus Cassidy in full force because. Venom is one thing, but Carnage is another. But I will say, if there's any way to bring Harry back from comatose stage, it could be Venom. So we could get a Spider-Man Venom Carnage game. What if it's just like a different Sinister Six? (laughs) It's just like Venom. It's so crazy. It's Venom, Doc Ock, Carnage. Do you think they would bring Doc Ock back? Well, the... 
the cre- the end credit scene. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I guess so. Green Goblin, and then Green Goblin. So that's four. Norman Osborn does say, like, was it revive Project G Serum? I was like, G Serum. You couldn't come up with a better name than that. Like I said, so maybe it's another version of the Sinister Six. Uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, they've not. And the Sandman and Mysterio right there still in the, yeah. in the breathing flesh. They could. They could. Like but I said. Like, there's can, a lot of characters they could choose exactly. from. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's insane. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. But Venom, you we could actually get to play more as Venom. If, well, yeah. if and when. Because, yeah, if maybe this is how they bring in Eddie Brock. And because they need to battle Carnage somehow. And there was a video game called Maximum Carnage back in the day. It was pretty tight. Um, But this will, it it might not be able to, it might not hold a candle to this next one if they really pull it off well. Don't leave me hanging. Trying to soak over here. Not on my watch. Come on. (laughs) You're too much, man. That brings us to other versions and in other media. So I did want to mention that there is indeed a version of the Gamerverse in the comic books designated Earth 1048. Um, So the stories have, uh, they basically have more exposition and -hmm. context for events that happen in the games, including the Black Cat DLC. So there's a a five issue story that embellishes more on her th- taking the microchip and that whole DLC put together as well as up leading up to the point where her condo explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, uh, then it's like to be continued, you got to play the game to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> and they've expanded it into the part where they've actually caught up to Spider-Man to the game itself. And the first issue was given out as a promo at San Diego comic-con and New York comic-con. So I got it there. I haven't read it, but I have it. And then it also came as a special bonus if you bought those collection edition of the Wheaties. So, yeah, it's good. I'm sure it's fine. And, yeah, again, it just embellishes a little bit more on on this, the overall storyline, which is pretty cool. Um, So, future of the franchise. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Who do you think will be the big baddie? I mean, it has to be Green Goblin. You don't. There's a reason you don't yeah. like. There's a reason why you haven't met him yet. Shown yeah. Spidey's biggest villain, probably right. Yeah, that's not. I mean, Venom is up there too. But do you think they'll kill Mary Jane? Someone has to die. Someone has to die. Period. Who? Well, no one died in this game, but it yeah. left a lot of like fractured relationships. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. for sure, especially with 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 like. Norman Osborn and the Osborns, like, yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. Um, the Golden Child. But damn, if yeah. Mary Jane does die, yeah. I mean, I know you wouldn't be opposed to it. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm voting for it. Um, um, that would be devastating, though, for yeah. this Pete, for sure. And that's the thing that makes me think they will not do that because he expresses oh, he's throughout also, the entire game, and he's, he's like, and he's already lost Aunt May. Yeah, he literally says, "I can't." Rio dies. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know, but he, there has to be a big one. There has to be a big one. Yeah, there's just no way around it. So, yeah, but I do think the goblin has to arrive at some point. Yeah, because that is probably the be- biggest bad 
of Spidey yeah. that you should probably, you know, and yeah. it'd be cool. Like, what if we got, you got to play as him? <laughs> as Gobby? Yeah. You're, you're just, you're just on the, you're on the, je- you're on the hover, so, you're on the hover jet, just yeah. throwing the bone, bop, 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 Yeah, bop. that'd be so crazy. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Just, just, I just, as long as Insomniac keeps making these games. Yeah. And they still have the IP, the Spidey IP to make these games. Mm-hmm. And yes, like take as long as you need. Yeah. It's fine with me. Yeah. I, uh, and I think that there's room for, there's room for Green Goblin to not only be the Craven, but if they really wanted to, he could be the Venom. He could have the entire game as the main villain, or he could just be the first half. Yeah. First act, first two acts. Great. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, he's definitely coming and he's going to do some damage because yeah, like Jeff said, he's, he's the big baddie. Um, but we, we shall see what the actual, you know, uh, <laughs> who, who the sacrifice ends up being because Goblin always takes somebody. He always takes somebody. So, uh, it's going to, it's going to be somebody big, but there's also room for Carnage. There's also room for Miguel. Again, like we said, there's also room for Cindy. So who knows? Maybe they'll actually bring Gwen in. Ha <laughs> no, One she, can hope. She's too popular. They're like, she doesn't have to be in this one. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, that would be awesome. So that said, that's the end of the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, So next episode, with the conclusion of Loki Season 2 and the Marvels hitting theaters, we're going to do a combo review episode before the last character study of the year, which is crazy to say, by the way. Crazy. So Monica Rambeau, we're going to end 2023 with Monica Rambeau, and then we're going to have ourselves a classic Marvel mashup uh, before the new year. Which will kick, will will uh, kick off with a mini Marvel. So that'll be fun. A we are great salute to Robin, Chris, Jenny, Sherry, Claire, Andrea, Laura, Ashley, Tyler, Edgar, Joe, Liz, Nats, Melanie, Andrew, Ariel, Eve, Ed, and Katie. Follow us on social strkcntrst. And if you like what you hear, review, rate, and subscribe, or become a Patreon patron. Woo! Once again, thanks for listening. We'll catch y'all in the next one. See you later. Bye. Bye.